On this episode of Diceology, I muse about the planet Mars, the ninth planet, the Year Zero engine, and West March's games. This is Diceology, episode four. This is Diceology, the podcast about tabletop games, and we talk to the people that play them. First, a big shout out to Judd Carlman and Daydreaming About Dragons, the podcast. I'm still catching up on episodes. It's on anchor.fm. If you're not listening to that, check it out. That's been a big inspiration for me getting on the mic and uh, doing a mad monologue. Uh, Judd makes it look easy. So thanks, Judd. You are among the survivors of a spaceship crash marooned on a strange new planet. The crew is the best of the best assembled by a company. Let's call it, uh, let's call it Hermes, Hermes International. Um, You were assembled to stake a land claim for Hermes on Mars. But something happened along the way. Uh, some cosmic anomaly, some celestial phenomenon disrupted that journey, uh, caused the spaceship from Earth to crash, crash land. The ship is now uh, just so much wreckage scattered across the landscape of this planet. Um, you know it's not Mars because you can see Earth and Mars in the night sky of this new planet. Um, you and the surviving crew you uh, salvage from the different impact sites from the crash, gathering much needed supplies, sometimes other crew members you find, um, to uh, back to base camp in efforts to uh, stay alive, uh, maybe contact Earth, uh, maybe try to build a, a shuttle or ship uh, to return back to Earth, something, anything. In this salvaging, um, you know uh, there are alien structures on this planet, um, and there are signs of other life. Let's talk about West Marches. If you don't know the West Marches style of play, or at least the parts that appeal to me, uh, is this idea that you've got a pool of folks. I don't know, 10, 14 people, more than a table's worth of people. They self-organize into uh, parties uh, or sessions. And then they let the DM know, hey, we have a party we've got put together. Uh, we're going to go do X in the environment of the game world. Um, and they leave. Uh, presumably, everyone is set up at the far reaches or the frontier regions of a world. And they explore out their journey out into the frontier, the wild, wild west from that point. Um You see this set up in uh, mostly fantasy settings online and and games that are being ran like that. Um, I've not seen too many sci-fi or futuristic settings like that. Um, But I would like to. I would like to play in a setting like that. Um, Maybe my pitch, my Mars pitch, is set up West March's style. Um, 
you've got a base camp that is the the focal point. Um, there is a drive to go out and explore Mars or, or the planet uh, to bring back material, salvage things, to build a better base camp, uh, to contact Earth. Uh, maybe to repair enough of a ship to get in the orbit to get back home. Who knows what? Uh, but you got to go out. You at least need food and water, and you're not going to find that right here at the crash site. Uh, so that uh, that drives play a little bit, I think. The other part about West Marches that's intriguing to me is that it is entirely driven by the players. Uh, they decide what objectives, what goals they're going after. There's no plot. Um, it's all organic or, or uh, developed during play. And uh, part of what uh, I would do for my pitches, I keep teasing Mars, but who knows where it's at or what happened. We'd play to find out. Of course, you can see the elements of a princess of Mars in my pitch. Um, I've been reading through the John Carter of Mars RPG. It's really good stuff. I like it. It uses the 2D20 system, but it's scaled down and it's nice. It's playable. It's fun. It's pulpy. Um, But also Planet of the Apes. You got a bunch of astronauts take off, leave Earth, get caught up in some weird phenomenon. Um, They land back on someplace. They find out it's Earth later. Uh, It's taken over by the apes. Um, I've enjoyed all the series of the Planet Planet of the Apes from the 70s up and through the reboots, including the one with Marky Mark. So there's some elements of that in there, too. I'm fascinated by that that concept, that that uh, that idea. So another game that was very inspirational uh, for young Jay was a game called Living Steel. Um, Man, this was like late 80s. Uh, It was a high-tech role-playing game. Um, It was based on the Phoenix Command game system. Very, very crunchy game system. I think uh, the uh, guy who designed it was a actual rocket scientist. I can't remember his name right now. I'll put it in the show notes down below. Um, The too long didn't read version, all the players in the game uh, played uh, futuristic soldiers that have awakened from a cryogenic sleep uh, in the aftermath of uh, an apocalyptic setting. as a squad, they've got to kind of build a base, uh, make contact with the surrounding populations that are left, uh, and begin rebuilding the world, rebuilding, re-educating uh, everyone, uh, doing logistical things, uh, base building. Um, I think uh, you may have played multiple characters. One of them was these reawakened soldiers with powered armor and high-tech weapons. Uh, and then maybe your secondary character was one of the skilled population like mechanics or technicians, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, a very uh, influential game that still sticks in my head. Um, I don't know that we played very much of it because, again, uh it was built by a guy who is a actual rocket scientist. Um, but uh, that's a game where you're playing survivors and you're building. Um, drama happens on the base, uh, but you got to go out into the world to get supplies and logistical things and bring those back. And so you've kind of got this procedural hex crawl uh, system in play. 
Uh, I also have or have been exposed to the Year Zero Engine OGL that just dropped maybe last week or two. And I've been reading through that, uh, looking at how Mutant Year Zero is put together. That's another great sandboxy game. You could do West Marches with that. I took Mutant Year Zero on the road a couple of years ago and ran it West Marches style uh, at Origins, Gen Con. Um, my local con, uh, my two local cons. I think I took it to Big Bad Con. Uh, I think overall I've had seven sessions uh, of it with different folks each session. The only constant is the zone map for Mutant Year Zero and a journal that I would drop on the table just before play. Players were able to write in the journal whatever they wanted as long as it was in character. Um, and that got moved from session to session to session. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, Mutant Year Zero, if you don't know, is a post-apocalyptic game. Um, it uses the Year Zero engine. Um, you have an arc. Uh, it's a community of survivors. Um, most of them are young people. Uh, and then you have the zone. That's where you where swirl the answers are. You have to leave the arc, go out into the zone to get food, water, supplies, answers, technology. Uh, all that stuff's out there. In the arc are the other inhabitants and drama. All the drama, the soap opera happens inside the arc. All the hex crawl type stuff, the exploring stuff happens outside of the arc. So it's a nice setup. Uh, you can see uh, that model maps on top uh, that model maps onto my Mars game uh, pretty much uh, one to one nice and easy base camp is the arc uh, folks will venture out from there uh, all the answers are out on in the all the answers are out in the landscape of Mars presumably Mars so yes I'm going through the year zero engine OGL um, I'm looking at how mutant year zero was put together uh, using that as a reference point. Same thing with Coriolis. Uh, I want to see how those parts come together, how we end up with those two different games. I'll do the same with Forbidden Lands. I hadn't really looked through that yet. That will uh, help me figure out what my Mars game looks like. Uh, I believe I'm going to build it out in the Year Zero engine. And uh, I'll post my thoughts and uh, my drafts and stuff up on the Patreon uh, so you can check it out for yourself. Um, we can have a conversation about it, uh, get some thoughts, maybe some online play for the folks who are interested. That would be awesome. Um, but that's where I'm at. That's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm, those are my thoughts right now. It's June, so it's also Origins convention time. I will be out there for Origins. Um, I'll be at Games on Demand. You can track me down. I'm bringing Tech Noir. Uh, I'm running it with some changes from more Noir uh, that are fun. Uh, I'm bringing Burning Wheel. I will be playing the By Acer's Light adventure um, that got funded on Kickstarter. Um, I'll be running some versions of that. Uh, and I'll have some... Uh, dungeon crawling burning wheel uh, for those folks that are interested if you are a patreon backer and you're going to origins track me down let's play some games um or uh shoot me an email or something and uh, we'll set something up beforehand this month on diceology we will sit down and talk with chris spivey and camden wright we'll have paul weekly back on the show with some more game talk 
Rich Rogers and I will sit down and play some more Coriolis under 211. Lonely Fun debuts this month as I play around with screen casting Rangers of Shadow Deep. Uh, I've been messing around playing with that. I've got my Ranger crew set up. I want to see what uh, what it looks like showing you um, gameplay using screen casting. So I'll play around with that. We'll try that out, see what that looks like. So that's my one man mad monologue this week. If you're uh, playing a West Marches style game, let me hear from you. Drop me a line or a comment at uh, diceology.com or on the Patreon at uh, madj0xp. Tell me what you guys are uh, doing with uh, West Marches, uh, fantasy or sci fi. I'm interested. Um, and of course, if you like what you're hearing, Join me on Patreon, and let's make this our regular thing. 